you're here. <laughs> I donated. You know, I was tell I was talking to somebody, our mutual friend. Uh-huh. We'll call not- him what, what, what's his initial? K. Okay. Okay. Ken. Oh, Ken. Okay, yes. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't talked to K in years. Oh, okay. But I'd like to. I just don't know what should I how's the best way to get a hold of him? <laughs> See, we haven't seen each other for a while, so there's some personal sort of like minute details to get out of the way that may get in the way of good podcasting. Well, I was telling him. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling him basically. Why are we calling K? I, I don't know. I was telling Ken basically that um, I don't know if he's listened to the podcast or not, but I was mm-hmm. describing to him via text texts how our our relationship, you and I, our relationship is blossomed. And I basically said it's uh, it always, no matter what the conversation, it will always devolve into all caps, <laughs> <laughs> all caps text <laughs> back and yelling. forth. Yeah, <laughs> yelling, some, some text yelling. <laughs> that is basically, I believe, our the dynamic. People should know this about us. Off, off the podcast we relate to each other in what starts off with it, it ends with all caps let's put it that way right do i initiate the all caps i think so i think you start it and then i uh i, I continue it and uh just you know we i think i'm not gonna like throw you under the bus i think we both <laughs> drive each other nuts oh you throw me out. You don't mean to throw me under the bus. No, I yeah, I, I included myself in the fact that you know you you drive me crazy and I drive you crazy, and that's well, the dynamic of our relationship off the podcast. And people should know that the reason that there's been so many guests, which originally this was just supposed to be you and I. I don't know if it was always supposed to be. Yeah, really but the just... moment we started getting people in here, we realized, wow, this is a a way to prolong the podcast in our relationship, <laughs> our friendship. Wow, today. you're really keeping it real today. I feel like we're on um, documentary too. Uh, so should we start? Because this is the this first is Q&A. Unusable. Oh yeah, we're doing the first Q&A. And do you have your Twitter on? No. I'm going to go turn my Twitter on just in case we have more. Okay. And I'll check back at it periodically without bringing it closer to the Sure, podcast. let's do that. So, uh, without further ado, let's start. Nick Flanagan sometimes joins Danko and co-hosts the podcast, and it's a real treat listening to Nick and Danko banner back and forth. I'm a huge fan of Nick's old punk bands, The Brutal Nights and Teen Crud Combo, and I've seen his stand-up comedy several times as well, and he is really funny. It's the one and only, your boy, Danko Jones. Um, Nick had the great idea to throw out um, questions, like get people to ask us questions via Twitter. So we did that yesterday, and we've got uh, quite a few and we're going to try and get through every one of them. The first person who chimed in is actually a friend of ours, um, and it's Greg Ip, right? From yeah, Greg Ip. Are you familiar and unlovable? He, yes, he no longer owns Unlovable. In fact, he lives in Los Angeles. I saw him when I was in Los Angeles. We ate at a French-style restaurant on Vermont Street in Los Feliz. 
Greg is, um, I like Greg a lot. He's a good guy. Uh, we, I guess we had mutual friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we, we started, I think it started how I met Greg was we were arguing with each other. Yeah. And the, that, that mutual person said, actually, the two of you guys would get along. Yeah, you guys actually have a very similar sort of um, combination of... Uh, Here we go. Sort of <laughs> masculinity and femininity. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do like Greg a lot. I think Greg's a cool guy. and, and um, I think we were talking about you, actually, when we were out in L.A. Okay. And, and now we're talking about him in Toronto. Positively. Yeah, so it's uh, paying it forward. Yeah, it was all just about, um, I think, mainly frustration with the, the Canadian music apparatus. Fr- frustration, yeah. Just frustration. <laughs> that would, just about. Yeah, it sounds like a discussion that involves me and Greg. Um, so what did he ask? He asked, in a life or death situation, which one of you would be first to sacrifice the other for their own safety? I think it would probably, I think it would be. That's a good question, by the way. My, my answer, we, I, I think that we would probably at the same moment attempt to murder the other. But you might hesitate because you'd be like looking around a bit longer, whereas I would just... Uh, or maybe, you know what You're I would more do? more impulsive. Here's what I would do. This is actually the best answer. Instead of murdering the other to save yourself, I would actually just kill myself <laughs> before you had a chance to murder me. Look at you taking the noble route. I don't know. That's, I would still die, and then you would still die. I'm still killing you. Makes me want to say that, yeah, no, just from that answer, I'll, I'll kill you first. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let's get it going. Thunderdome. Okay, the second question was from Roger Serpa, at Tuffy Rocks is his handle. And the answer says, is Souls of Mischief, 93 till infinity. No, it's a oh. Rob Ford question. Oh, okay, sorry. There's a spelling typo. Of course. He said Rod Ford. Rod Ford. Um, Sometimes sorry, like Roger, I didn't mean to point that out, but um, I prefer Rod Ford. If yeah. he, Rod Ford was mayor, wherever you are, Rod... <laughs> We want you as mayor instead Rod of Ford Rob Ford. Ford sounds kind of like a, a robot a little bit. Yeah. I like that. He says, great mayor or greatest mayor of Toronto? <laughs> so obviously, uh, hopefully, a sarcastic <laughs> question. Yeah. Knowing the, the amount of tweets I've thrown out about Rob Ford. Uh, here's the thing about it. We've talked about Rob Ford on this podcast, unbeknownst to the listeners. I've just edited it out because up until, I guess, last fall... Um, the Rob Ford fiasco, uh, the Rob Ford mayor fiasco, was a regional issue, you know, and people in, you know, Europe or people in America didn't really care about Toronto municipal politics. But unt- but when the crack thing happened and now, you know, the Daily Show picked up on I mean, it. Yeah, Chelsea all lately, the succeeding sort of gaffes, yeah, whatever you want to call when it. When it became entertainment tonight fodder. You know, I started chiming in on Twitter and, you know, including the Rob Ford thing a little bit more. Uh, We've had discussions about Ford on this podcast. I just had to edit it out. But now we can get into it, finally. Okay. Let's... Without going off the rails, no pun intended, I I feel that... um, Cocaine. I hope to God Toronto doesn't vote him back in as a goof. I will say, memorable, Mayor... Um, Memorable indeed. I, I think he has actually devalued 
helped helped devalue a city that was like kind of getting way better, and now it feels really all messed up again. Yeah. So, you so know, there you go. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, he, uh, you know, he's willing to ple- please his wife in a way that a lot of <laughs> men are afraid to. So that's good, and okay. you know, that probably has a lot to do with the drugs. Frankly, <laughs> let's leave it at that. All right, next one. Antagonist Radio at Antagonist Radio on oh, yeah. Twitter asks, will there be any chances of a Brutal Nights reunion and a potential record? Brutal Nights is your old band. Yes. And obviously this is from your retweet of my tweet. Yes. This was one of um, this was one of the only questions relating directly to me. Made me feel good. Uh is there going to be a Brutal Nights reunion? Nothing to do with the podcast. This has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> we didn't really get any questions about the podcast it's specifically. not podcast related. Nobody has really... what was in the question. A couple of people have actually made some reference to the podcast, which makes you really happy. You know, like listening to it. A lot of people the day, after the Damien one, after certain ones, but... Yeah. Well, is there going to be a Brutal Nights reunion? Is there going to be a Brutal Nights reunion? Uh... I would imagine at some point we'll play another show together because... Uh, How about a record is the other half of the question. I think if we did anything, and I, I, I mean, I've right now there's definitely never been anywhere near a discussion of that. You know, Matthew has a band, our, ba- our old bass player. Katie is Thirsty and Miserable and hasn't really played music for a while. She owns this bar called Thirsty and Miserable in Toronto, and uh, you should go if you're in town. It has lots of European beers, so if any of our European listeners are uh, listening right now, they can uh, go to Thirsty and Miserable and drink one of their uh, country beers. Anyway, and John Way Sharon to not keep it regional. Has, John Sharon has two bands, Valley Boys and Hassler. And then I also, beyond you know a pretty busy schedule, I guess, uh, I've, I have a band called Wrong Hole. So the idea of us getting together and writing an album would be hard to picture. That being said, I did kind of like our last record the best, and the way that we wrote it was the most remotely. However, we are a broken up band, so I couldn't see getting together and and putting out a record. So no is your answer. Yeah, but a reunion, uh, like a one-off show or a couple of shows in a couple of places, I could see it. Brad Barton, at Brad Barton on Twitter asks both of us, what happened to the fedora? I guess he means in, our, in my band. Well, I just think it fell out of fashion in general. I mean, he's not really necessarily asking about your band. I think he's probably asking more about, like, you know, the swinger movement. <laughs> well, then how about... How about <laughs> swing dance movement. No. Like, <laughs> what happened to the fedora? Like, yeah. what happened to the... What statue? did happen to your fedora? Why no more I brought fedora? it back. I brought it back um, two years ago, brought it on tour, left it on the plane mm. back home. So after that, I kind of was like, man, I've done this too many times before. And the only reason why I leave it on the plane is by the time you land, I'm so bagged and I just want to get home. I, right. I don't even disoriented. It's happened before. So it might come back and it, 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 it's, there's, there's no like stance on it. It's, it's more of a convenience for me. Can't you just package it and like put it in, uh, you know, your luggage or something? No, I, for me, no. Those, those are quite pricey and, and I'd get much rather box. carry it. It's such a, it, to be honest with you, here's the, here's the real answer. It's a pain in the ass to carry and, and to, when you're on tour, just yeah. because it's a, it's a high end hat. It's not a, it's not some schlocky, you know, $10 Halloween hat. So every time you lose it, you're basically losing a chunk of money and yeah. you're going. Yeah. 
This is really annoying. Yeah, basically. So that's what happened, but it I'm, I haven't I haven't um, ruled it out. So there we go. Is your next album called Duffadora's Back? <laughs> All right. So moving on, <laughs> Stephen Skinner at Skinner Stephen on Twitter says, "What was it like on the famed Sticky set?" Oh, another question for me. This is going great. Uh, thank you, Stephen. I'm. What was it like? Sticky set was great. I really had a great time working with Vince and his team. And uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's the person who does ShamWow and Slapchop. And he was really nice. And there was a lot of interesting people cast in it. There was the head of the BIA uh, in the neighborhood I live in. <laughs> like Dundas West is actually in the commercial. And, um, and there's a, a lot of jokey stuff. And I, it's kind of cool. I don't know. The fact that it's... There's a minute-long version where I get to be kind of weird and funny uh, was was nice. And it was definitely a good experience. It was probably the biggest... I think it was the first commercial I got, maybe, you know? It was... It was so... It was the, my one of my first times I, I felt, oh, wow, this is what, like, a good audition is. And then it was also for the sham... You know, for the guy I knew from ShamWow. The first time I walked into the audition for that, it was just, like... It felt like I was being pranked. I was, you know, because you walk into a room and it's like, hey, how's it going? It's, it's Vince. And you're just like, okay. It's like, try to sell me a product. And then basically put on the voice I just used and was like, hey, the lint roller, it's really good. You got to buy it. And he was like, I like that. I like it. And here you go. Months later and I'm rich. Um, okay, so McCollum, at yeah. McCollum. He asks, thoughts on Kylesa, the band Kylesa, I'm assuming. Well, thoughts on Kylesa. Well, I like him a lot. I How saw him you? live once. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We played with him once in 07, I think, maybe. Right. 06, 07. They're great. We played with them in Baroness. That was... Mm. That was, a, was I saw them in the South. I saw, I saw them during South by Southwest, I think. Yeah, they're Austin. a great band. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one is Chris Richard at X. Tinktor. He said he asks, since you were on an Annihilator LP, will Waters be on one of yours? Um, actually, I've been on two Annihilator albums. Uh, I was on the metal one, which featured a lot of guitar players uh, from, I think it was 07 that came out. And I sang a, a song called Couple Suicide with Angela from, well, now she's ex of Arch Enemy. She just left. And, Is she uh, the singer? Yeah. So her and I, we sang a song together for, for Jeff. During the metal sessions, I did actually two songs. Um, and of course, a couple suicide was used for metal. Then Jeff put out um, the self-titled album um, three years later. And then just last year, he put out Feast, Annihilator released Feast. And Jeff included the second song I did way back in 07 called Wrapped. So that is actually on the new Annihilator album, Feast. Um, is, is he going to be on one of ours? Um, not sure. Uh, it just depends on if, if uh, whatever song you know, we, we write needs, needs a blistering guitar solo. Um, but we'll see. You, know, you never know. Um, so there, I hope that answers your question. The next question is from Aaron Brophy, who you know. Respected writer. Yes. Um, and my old editor at Huffington Post. Chart attack guy. Yeah. 
Where should I buy bagels now that the neighborhood what a bagel store has closed down? Again, we're getting hashtag, very local here. Hashtag personal crisis. It is a personal crisis. Um, what's the best bagel place in Toronto? Well, let's let's just. I want to broaden this slightly and just say the Toronto bagel is its own thing. It's really great. It's like not as insanely dense as a New York bagel, and it's not just like a. Th- disguised sugar water wafer like what the Montreal one is, which is really tasty, but it's its own thing. Toronto bagel is great for sandwiches. Now, that being said, what a bagel? Not even the best place to get a bagel, I would say in Toronto. I would say people really speak very well of Grife's. They're very big fans of Grife's. Um, and then um, there's also, I'm I'm kind of blanking on another very famous one that's sort of the competitor to, to Grife's in in. Toronto, uh, there's a place in Kensington Market that's not even, like, I don't, I don't think it's owned by Jewish people. I think it's, 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 it's sort of a, a weird fusion kind of bagel, but it's really good. It's called New Bagel, and it's, it's a really good bagel. So New Bagel is actually a very good downtown one. Greif's is a really good place if you need to go get a bagel anywhere. You know, if you want to get the best bagel, get the most famous bagel. And then... Uh, there's also, I think Wonder Bread does make bagels and it's probably pretty interesting. Uh, what do you think is the best bagel? How do you feel about what a bagel? What a bagel varies by location, I would say. I, I really, um, have no opinion on this. You're not a bagel guy? I'm, I mean, I'm a bagel guy as much as I'm a bread guy. I mean. They're totally different. Yeah. You can't put cream cheese on bread. That's crazy. You can, can't. Can we move on? Why? This is, I, to me, we could just do a, a bagel podcast if you wanted to. But I don't, though. That's the thing. One of the biggest affronts in the bagel, uh, in the bagel world was when, in Canada, was when there was just that, that franchise called The Great Canadian Bagel. Not a great bagel. And also kind of offensive that it's just the idea of a Canadian, The Great Canadian Bagel. Come on. The Great Gentile Bagel. We should just call it that. You know. <laughs> the Great Gentile Bagel. Harvard Bakery, that has a really great twister bagel, which are the jumbo twisters. Those are great. It's a uh, poppy seed. <laughs> I can keep going. I want to keep going. Uh, so, Aaron, to answer your question, I would say that if you're in the area you're at, where you are, I would say you should probably just head a bit further west and go to Grife's. Wow. That was... Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> All right. Um, this is actually a really good question here by Nikki, and her Twitter handle is at EatKS. Um, and she says, can you give, can you give three pieces of real advice to folks that want to start podcasting? Oh yeah, I saw that. That was a good question. And then somebody said she has a good podcast. Yeah, yeah, nice. that's right. There was this really positive back and forth. And yeah, then someone said, and the person who said that was actually Roa, Roa Sendar. God, I hope I'm saying that right. Have you heard Nikki's show? Everything and the Kitchen Sink is the name of her podcast or show. I highly recommend it. So Nikki has her own show or podcast, and then she's just asking us three pieces of real advice to folks that want to start podcasting. Do you have any? 
Well, we are, I would, like, oh. we're not the, the I would experts. say, no, uh, definitely not. You know, I kind of just come in and, and babble. But I would say from witnessing, you know, your end of things, which is more of the uh, real sort of nuts and bolts of making the podcast, it would seem don't be afraid to edit the podcast. First of all, these are the rules that I adhere to. I am whatever whoever guest decides to show up on the podcast that is the like i have a certain immediate allegiance to that person so i'm not going to throw them under the bus um and i'm not going to um betray their trust so cuz there's been some things that have been uttered here during the podcast that um well should should, re- should remain private and so they have I've yeah, like the whole out. one with damien that, that one, <laughs> the last one I listened to, I was like saying all, there was like a lot of names being bandied about. But I felt that the bigger story was relatable. That's why I kept it. Um, when it gets into the minutia of like a, like a local scene that's two generations old that right. we're talking about, um, that can get a little disorienting and alienating and boring. So I, I cut all that shit out. Um, I think with ours, it's like, it's a bit more bite-sized, you know, it's kind of surgical slightly. So, you know, how, 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 how long can you drag someone through our podcast? I also mm-hmm. feel that, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but that's that, you know, that's like a, a very funny. Canadian? It's a I want to, you know, sometimes Canadian? I feel like when I accuse can- Canadians or even get more regional and say, oh, people from Toronto, I, I feel a little weird because I'm, I'm, it's actually... It, it it's more of a personality type or something, but there is this idea that you don't want to impose, you don't want to overstate yeah. your thing. It's the idea when I do a stand up set, most of the time I'm really keeping to my time, or I try to because I just don't want to go over. And um, because we've all been at shows and in our head are just like, why isn't this over? Why is this person taking a moment of liberty with my time? But I would say this rule, um, it's almost rule number one, is just sound quality. Is you just I, it sounds, uh, you know, it, it, a little trite this many years into podcasting to say it, but it's like basically it's like the less famous you are, the higher the quality should probably be, right? Because yeah, that's just gonna make a big difference for people listening. Yeah. Um. Is okay. That three? Chris Bozeman. Yeah. At Bose. Chris Bozeman. Um. What he asks, what are your favorite new bands slash albums and then favorite new or newer movies? Oh, okay. That's kind of a cool question. Um, well, what have you been listening to slash hearing lately? My God. You know, I'm so bad at this kind of question. Well, yeah, because your brain blanks. I'll tell you this. Just today, uh, rapper, you know, I'm a big Earl Sweatshirt fan. I think, but I don't know if I could call him new anymore, you know. But his record, Doris, was really good. And the guy, Vince Staples. Well, new for you, I mean. I, I've been a fan since um, he appeared with those, the crazy video where he was, like, bleeding and the Earl stuff, the the earliest Odd Future stuff. And I do think he's the most, like, fully realized Odd Future mem- member. And I loved Doris, and I thought it was great. But Vince Staples on Doris, who's a rapper, super West Coast style, has put out two mixtapes, and those are really, 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 really good. Really good. Really good West Coast r- young rap. Yeah. I would say, for me, it would be a band from Italy mm-hmm. called Judah. Oh, G-U-I-D-A? Yeah. My friend, Lavi, uh, is, I don't know if she's involved with booking them or something. 
She is always talking about that band. She freaks they, out. They are, I would have to say, I said this on Twitter, and then I kind of got a, a bunch of, like, Judah fans, like, tweeting at me pictures and all. I, it's like, yeah, no, I think they have a rabid fan base. Yeah, I, I don't need to know that. I don't need a, a live shot of them <laughs> on my, <laughs> my Twitter feed. I, I got you. Yeah, we're fans. Italy but, is passionate. Yeah, I mean, but anyways, um, the band uh, is probably my favorite band right now. Um, I listen to them every day. Wow, maybe I should check these guys. And they're amazing. And I would also say a Toronto band. Which band? Mets. Midnight Malice. Midnight Malice. Yeah, I like them a lot. Now, those are the only two that I that come to mind immediately. I'm sure I can think of like five or six other ones after the fact. But. Um, I just and this is I I I'm trying to think of bands here because it's a little. I mean, I listen to a lot of rap, you know. Well, I mean, whatever it is, I don't think it's. Even though he says new bands, I mean, whatever. I'm going to... Music. I, I finally... My friend Andrew, who's in Wrong Hole with me, is also in a band called Comic Control, and they just debuted with Chad Ross, um, and and they debuted a song on the AV Club from their new record. I thought that was really good, you know? A uh, band called Anxiety from Toronto that's an all-girl punk band. I watched some live footage of them. That, that was, like, really... I was really into that, and... The new Marty Friedman album, I keep listening to. Mm. I'm on it, but it's actually, I don't listen to my tracks. I listen to all the other ones. Pusha T record is actually really great. I would say it's definitely better than the most recent Clips album. And it's, I think he did one more record. It's definitely better than that. Um, yeah, there's uh, I'm just there's, there's so many things. It's weird. I, I get so into rap, but that's like, but I also really love that lo-fi and, and the punk and, and hardcore stuff, but especially like the garage and punk stuff these days, it's just I haven't really been in the mix with it so much, or I'm blanking completely. You I'm know? blanking. Yeah. I, I mean, there's got to be three or four. I mean, movie wise, though, I've been catching up on some movies, you know, okay. and and um, I thought Nebraska was really good. I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God. Yeah, some really, really amazing performances. If you throw out some titles, I cannot for the life Wolf of me. Wolf of Wall Street, I saw that. I haven't seen that, but it's that okay. reminds me of uh, American Hustle. Which I didn't see. I liked it. It was okay, but I, I thought um, What's-Her-Face was... Oh, I'm incredibly attracted to her. Amy Adams. Oh, yeah, Amy Adams. Yeah. Yeah, so, she's been great in a few different movies. She's 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 very attractive, but also a good actress. Isn't that the thing about her? <laughs> oh, uh, Paul Bear. That's another band. Oh. The Paul Bear album is amazing. Um, and, uh, Jesus, I think I can't remember, but you know, this, this kind of question shit comes out. I love talking about this kind of stuff yeah. and movies, especially, uh, you just gotta ask. I've just seen so many lately. Yeah. It's just, I can't. And then you have TV, TV kind of is movies now. So, yeah. because it's, it's almost like a 12 hour movie. So like Game of Thrones. I'm Vikings. Watching. Do you watch Vikings? I've heard about Vikings. It sounds like Vikings might be a little sillier than Game of Thrones, you know? So I'm kind of, I'm dubious. And less fantasy-oriented. These are things I don't I, really want. Or, like, maybe more fantasy in a bad way where there's going to be, like, gnomes or something. I don't want your gnomes. Way to give a TV review of a show you've never seen. <laughs> Here's my review of Vikings. It might have gnomes. Not interested. Also, Here's my review not of Happy sure Days. why it might have gnomes. Here's no my review idea. of Happy Days. Uh, I don't know. Too many gangs involved. Too many, too many greasers. Um, okay, so I hope that answers. You like Vikings, though? I do, but mainly because I have a huge crush on Catherine Winnick, who's from Toronto. Yeah, so, I um, mean. So there you go. Okay, so R Roa or R O A. 
Oh, it's no Roar. Sorry, it's Roar Sendar. Roar Sendar. But his Twitter handle is Roa Sendar. There you go. I don't know. Anyways, um, what in your mind is the best thing to have happened that came from having your podcast? That's a great question. Good question. Free free headphones. From Skull Candy. Yeah, that's always been nice. Uh, blue mic microphones. Vans. Some free vans. Can I get more vans? My, my vans have sort of gotten weathered and beaten up. Um, for me, um, I would say um, getting to spend a whole day with Scott Thompson from the Kids oh, in the yeah, Hall. That was so fun. Yeah. He came over to my place and we did the longest podcast we've ever recorded. And after that, we spent a lot of time together just having late lunch and then we drove him home and it was a great day. The day yeah. was over by the, it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. We started at 11 o'clock or something. So we spent the whole day with Scott. That was one of the most memorable moments. Um, but I think that's another just really nice thing about uh, doing a podcast like this or uh, I've met, you know, Wade McNeil, I got to know better and George Pettit Damien is a hard person to... It's hard to see people, you know, when you hit a certain He's super age. busy. Everyone's busy. So, you know, getting to hang out with Damien and, um, is really nice, even though I guess I gave him a hard time on the last podcast. Someone was, like, mentioning that at some point. The podcast we did with Sam Dunn. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. Who, who just actually recently released or is about to release the Alice Cooper doc that he mm -hmm. did. Oh, yeah. He we, was just starting on that yeah, one. Yeah, and he was just doing... Um, uh, movie on Satan too, and he had just finished the metal TV series. I yeah. think when we went to his his place of work, mm -hmm. which is this house that his production company run out of, pretty sweet headquarters. But what happened afterwards was, I think one of the people working there also moonlights on a CBC show, which is the George Strombolopoulos show, right? And uh, reached out to my our people. And uh, I got to be on George's show mm. talking about Jimi Hendrix. And I think it was because they saw the two of us there in the offices. So yeah. that's something that, you know, was never even planned and mm -hmm. just happened. Um, so that's nice when that sh kind of shit happens. But once again, never planned. I don't do this podcast to get paid. Or people think that I do this podcast because I, I, I want a, another stream of work mm -hmm. or that I'm trying to make a, 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 a play for radio. I like honestly, that's the yeah. furthest thing from my mind. I just want to do this. It's fun, and I uh, I also enjoy it, and have a lot of free time. I don't actually. It's a good time. I like podcasting. I want to podcast more. All right. Anyways, um, so the next one is why did you never play a Kiss cover? I guess that's related to my band. And then he goes related to a zillion podcasts, meaning. Even though this is not a podcast-related question, I mean, it relates to the podcast. Okay, I so, think Kiss relates to the podcast. You bring it up enough. Yeah, and uh, my answer to that is, uh, it's like doing for me as a Kiss fan, it's like doing Stairway to Heaven. Like you, you, you can't really top what I consider to be, you know, the, the best version of whatever song it was when it comes to Kiss. That's just because I'm a super Kiss fan. Um, I'd love to do a Kiss cover. I haven't really ruled that out, having said that. But who knows? Whatever You know, who knows? Um, and then I'm going to save the best for last. Two questions from, from Phil from Sacred Reich. 
um, the singer of Sacred Reich has just, he was the last person to chime in here. Yeah. Last minute. He asked two questions. The first one was, if you were a bird, what kind would you, you want to be? Which is a great question. If I were a bird. Okay. Um, um, you can't say owl. I was going to say you would say owl. No, I can't say owl. I want to say owl, but I. what would you be? You would be a pigeon, maybe? Shitting? <laughs> no pigeons. I'd be, on the I'd be like, shitting on the city. I'd be like the worst. Yeah, I'd just be like a... The pigeon that shits on it. No, I think it'd be like a exotic cormorant. Wow. How about a condor? I mean, that's would really be a nice. condor. You'd be a condor. I guess so. Would you be like, uh, I'd just be Sam the Eagle. That would I would nice. say hawk because I liked Hawkman growing up. <laughs> but uh, maybe a condor. And then I would say is pterodactyls aren't. I think you would be, birds. I, I mean, re, re, you know, dinosaurs are related to birds, so you, I guess you could just pick a or, dinosaur. How about an do. ostrich? Is an ostrich a bird that can't fly, right? Yeah, ostrich, emu, those are birds. Kestrels, those are all birds. Maybe an ostrich, just because, you know, I want to fly. I will fly despite um, my setbacks. But ostriches don't fly. So I know. So you'd want to just... pick like a bird that... Doesn't but I'm the ostrich that flies. Do penguins? Okay. A fly, you're the flying ostrich. <laughs> I'm trying to turn this into a witty answer, and it's just not going anywhere. Roadrunner is, I think, in that family, so that's a pretty cool bird to be. I can't believe this. I can't wait to write the iTunes description for this podcast. Listen to Nick Flanagan and Danko talk about birds. <laughs> okay, and Phil's last question is, if you could attend one concert, what would it be? And I remember you answered him on Twitter asking how how many bands can be on this bill? And is it a it is a is it any era? AIDS benefit. That's my answer. Okay. No, no, no. That's the answer of a better man than me. Okay, what would your real answer be? Drake? Mm, I'd love to I've never seen Drake. I'd like to see Drake. Drake um the record company showcase show. <laughs> yeah, like a television station's rap party where they're having Drake on. No, um, this is a really good question. Having seen Guar, <clears throat> I oh. might say Guar again. You know, now given that Odorous uh, is no longer with us, so uh, that's a good Guar would be amazing. Answer. Guar was one of the best concerts of my life. Okay, really life changing. However, maybe I shouldn't go with something uh, that I've seen already. You know. Maybe Phil is leading this question. Sacred Reich. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Is Sacred Reich. Which was one of my f favorite concerts I've ever been to. Uh, Sacred Reich, Sepultura, oh. Sick of It All, Napalm Death. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's a pretty amazing lineup. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, obviously, uh, maybe it's Ride the Lightning with Cliff era or um, Love Gun Kiss era. Um. Yeah, I would do. Those would be my favorites. Maybe uh, Neil Young is always good. Just Neil Young doing an acoustic, a long, like an hour acoustic set. The Massey Hall Neil like Young? Like an hour Massey Hall acoustic Neil Young would be pretty amazing. Because I like it when he does electric, obviously, but it's sort of more ragged than the other. The, the, the acoustic stuff is all like very personal. I'm still not really hitting what I feel like I'm not at my favorite. 
stuff I want to see, though. You know? Um, Pryor. Richard Pryor. Live. 1978. He did say one concert. He didn't say music concert. Yeah. So maybe Richard Pryor in 78. Steve Martin in, like, 1981. Ooh, oh, that would be on my top five for Al- sure. Although the thing about seeing Steve Martin would be it, you'd know it so well. You know, he, he was very unlikely diverging from any of the material. How do you know that? I think that most of the material ex- that exists is most of the material that he's done. I mean... I saw a 60-minute 60 uh, 60 um, story on him, and they showed clips from whatever he was doing live when he was still doing stand-up from, mm-hmm. I would, I, I want to say late 80s, early 90s when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And he was doing stuff that was never Actually, was now never that I think released. of it, I'd read that book and he was describing doing things that I hadn't seen or heard because they were more visual. So Yeah, yeah. the more the only Steve Martin you can get really now is like his Twitter feed and his books. Mm-hmm. Some of his books that he's written are pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess that would be the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. But the answer to the bigger question is, yes, we should have guests on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the big question for the whole show is, will this be a released podcast? Will this make it to air? Which reminds me, and maybe, oh man, I'd love to play a clip from the aborted Nick Flanagan podcast, Can Can You Help Me? <laughs> that, that's called Can You Help Me? Was Did it? We settle on help a me. Help me. Help me comedy. Nick said to me, I want to do my own podcast. And I go, okay, come over and I will engineer it. Yeah. And so for the um, first episode, he brought over Tim Gilbert, yeah. who is a funny man. Yeah. And so the two of you were here, and I was engineering it. And the premise of the podcast was each guest gives you advice. Right. But it turned out, it turned into a tag team <laughs> between me and Tim Just launching, attacking, attacking assassinating <laughs> you yeah. to the point where afterwards I just... I think I texted you saying, you shouldn't release this. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, now I think maybe you should. We should listen to it. Give now. it a listen. Uh, it's weird. You know, I have a slight problem where uh, I don't actually, I'm not really that different than a normal person, but I'm more aware. What? Of, <laughs> I, were we giving you dis- advice as much? As no, more? I think you were telling me about bad things I do. <laughs> Rather than giving me advice. Well, in a way, it's like, here are your, the bad traits. Stop it. <laughs> that was the advice. They were like, don't be late. I was on time today. You were, okay, I've, I got to say, you were on time. Mm-hmm. The idea to do the Q&A was yours, and that yeah. was a good one. Let's see if it turned out that way. <laughs> Initially a good idea. Initially a good idea, possibly. But the Q&A idea is only as good as the questions were given. Ooh. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for contributing to this also below par podcast. Here's a here's a thing. So you have a rock band album coming out? This is certainly not a coached question coming from you. Uh, that was very So your band Wrong Hole is putting out a record on Bandcamp? No. Oh okay. I mean Sorry. we are actually we are gonna self release it digitally. Uh, I guess we'll do it on on IOTA. It might be through the Teen Anger, or sorry, the Telephone Explosion sort of iTunes world. But um, it's going to be called 2012. We recorded it at the end of last year. 
Uh, it's got a really good back cover. It's a tribute to Crystal Castles. And uh, and front cover, which is by Emily Bits. And Bits. And um, it's going to be out on Pleasance Records. Check this out. This is a lot of labels. In Europe, it will be released on Pleasance. Oh, sorry. In Europe, it will be released on P-Trash slash Cut the Cord slash Prugal Prince. It's a three-label co-release. Not that rare. That's what it's coming out with in Europe. And then Pleasance will be putting it out um, on LP. That's all on LP uh, in, in North America. But it will be available on iTunes in, like, June. And, uh, yeah, this is boring, right? No. You're making these faces. Like, no, I'm not. Just saying a bunch of... So somehow we have an album coming out, even though we've played 11 shows. And then your comedy album? I don't have a name for that. What should I call the album? Do you have any suggestions? It's really torturing me lately. Second comedy album. Ooh. Second comedying. Like second coming? Nah. Um, second comings. <laughs> comedy. Second comedy, comedy album. <laughs> Ooh. Comedy and effect. It would be great if we can actually hatch the title of the, the album on the podcast. Symphony of Laughs. And then people know. will at least... It'll be interesting to listen to this because this is where we, you can hear the, yeah. well, the genesis of the. Uh, I'm really trying. I wanted to call it Doom and Gloom. You know, that's I, great title. You like Doom and Gloom? Yeah, I'm thinking of calling it Doom and Gloom. Doom and, and Gloom comedy or Doom just and Gloom? Doom and Gloom. Doom and Gloom. How about like Doom and Gloom stand up comedy? Or, Dumb and Gloom. Good too. Yeah. But Dumb no, and Glummer. <laughs> Glum and Glummer. Um, Doom and Gloomer. Gloomer. Rumors. Rumors. <laughs> you just call it rumors. <laughs> and then the cover should be two of you. Right. The two of you. I actually kind of like that. I like or that. I could just call it tumors, but it's like the cover is like rumors. <laughs> or humors. <laughs> That's good. I actually think I've hit on the title of the album. Okay. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> Do called it. Humors. You can't go back on this movie. And it's going to be the Canadian spelling. and um, Or it's going to be the spelling that matches. Well, uh, how, how do Fleetman back do it? Oh, my God. That being Perfect. said, I did the two recordings. I did one 30-minute recording, one 45-minute recording. I think you were at the 45-minute one that I did a comedy bar. I'm going to do a third taping for safety now. I've decided. A safety taping. Oh, just to see what happens. All right. Like a crazy take. May 24th. I'm going to go to this place, the Underground Comedy Club, which is a 420-friendly venue. You've been there. You've seen it. I opened for Duncan Trussell there. Uh, and I opened for Scott Thompson there. And also a guy named Alan Park. And I've performed there a million times. But, Nick, do I have your word? Oh, yeah. This is the Humors title now. Yeah. is the name of your second album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, this so we hatched happen. it on the podcast. This is going to be so great. Amazing. This yeah. was like a uh, brainstorm session. Yeah, that was a really good, really quick... Because I have had the hardest time coming up with the title for it. And also, punning, making it wordplay, having it be fun, you know, that was all uh, very difficult, you know, and I didn't really want to make it totally similar to the other one, which is I'm Here All Week, because... You always have to go spell W-E-A-K. But now it's just called Humors. That's easy. Perfect. Wow. Will you have a ponytail? 
Yeah, probably. I think we're gonna. I'm pretty sure we might just copy the. Um, Are you gonna have a beard? Like yeah, probably. Mick Fleetwood. Yeah, and I have a patchy beard right now. I think we brought that up. I have the beard patches, so I've gotta. Just make sure they can see out. that it's the both. It is gonna be the both of you on the cover, right? Probably we'll do it like when I did the Guilty Pleasures cover, and it was two of me. Yeah. Unless we can get it to be like a huge celebrity as the other woman, or actually Stevie Nicks. Is she on the cover? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I'm I'm fucking hungry. Me too. I'm so hungry. Let's go. Where are we gonna eat? We'll figure that out. Good night. Who got it? Right.